0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Institute for Policy Innovation podcast. We're coming to you today from the studios of Salem Media Group in Dallas, Texas. I'm Tom Giovanetti, the president of the Institute for Policy Innovation. is December 11th, 2023, and I'm joined in studio today by IPI's resident scholar, Dr. Merrill Matthews. And today, Dr. Matthews, we're going to talk about a piece that you had in The Hill this week, and this is your title, not mine. Uh, Trump is right, Obamacare sucks. But actually, it wasn't even your title either. It was Trump's own words, huh?
1: That's right, yeah. Uh, but Trump went on to his truth social, and he was complaining about Obamacare, and he just says Obamacare sucks, and he is absolutely right. You know, we don't
0: always agree with everything that Trump p- puts on truth social. Fact, but he's Trump, right here. A lot of times we don't agree with most of it, but he's right here.
1: That's because the Affordable Care Act, what we call Obamacare, Failed to achieve virtually any of barack obama 's vaunted promises. Democrats know it, and yet they complain about the u s healthcare care system time and again you'll hear them in debates and others. this te- health care system's terrible it's too costly people can't get the care they need we've got too many uninsured, but that is all Obamacare, which passed in two thousand and ten, but the insurance provisions didn't really go in until two thousand and fourteen, so we 're really about a decade into Obamacare's major insurance provision, and Obamacare sucks. So let's just talk about some of the reasons why Obamacare sucks. To begin with, let's highlight the biggest fraud that Barack Obama imposed upon the American people when he said that if you like your health plan, you can keep your health plan.
0: Yeah.
1: PolitiFact awarded Barack Obama the 2013 lie of the year award for that now it's pretty special when a president of the united states wins the lie of the year award
0: especially from fact checkers that tend to be biased toward democrats anyway right you know well you know when when, when obama said if you like your health care plan you can keep your health care plan people interpreted that as like an opt-out right you know what I mean? Like, like my my plan is not going to be affected by
1: this, right? I'm, if I if I like my plan, I'm going to be able to keep it. You sure you're creating new plans out there for people? But yeah. if I like my plan, you also said it about your doctor,
0: right? And so part of what that does is it takes the vast majority of the American public and it says, okay, well I don't need to care about. Yeah, no, I'm. It's not not yeah. going to affect me. Not going to affect me.
1: And it was always a lie from the start, and the reason is. Obamacare was going to go in and impose a lot of new mandates and restrictions and other things on the care on healthcare policies. Right. And so if you had a policy, if you had a plan that didn't meet all of those uh, all of the, all the re- requirements and restrictions and mandates, your plan was not going to be Obamacare qualified. And he had a mandate in there that you had to have an Obamacare qualified plan.
0: Yeah, you didn't have the right to sort of pick and choose coverages, you had a federally defi- the federal government defining this is what's in a basic plan. Mm-hmm. This is this is the minimum threshold of healthcare coverage. And you know, my, it's been a while, but my recollection is that like if you were a single guy and you had a plan that didn't cover maternity or whatever, you no longer had the ability to buy that plan. Right, you didn't have the ability. Even to Even if you were a single guy, you had to buy a plan that had maternity coverage.
1: But in a lot of ways, it, it was just in a lot of the standard plans out there, including the one my wife had had all these basic coverages, and there are nearly all of them, they might have just been a little bit different. So if you went to get a physical and the doctor charged you a $25 or $50 copay, your plan wasn't qualified because the physical had, and your physical had to be had free. Had to be free, yeah. If you had most plans covered birth control, there was, I think, five, six, seven different types of birth control at that time, and so most of them covered three or four of those, but they might not have covered all of them. But Obamacare said, got to cover all of them. And so it forced all these plans to adjust, and it, and in that pl- in that case they had to come back and they had to go through the actuarial process again, re- uh, rejigger how much we're going to cost for. So plans, millions of Americans lost their coverage because they weren't qualified under Obamacare, and Obamacare had a mandate that you had to have coverage.
0: So the the Obamacare forced them to broaden their coverage. Mm-hmm. And then so that almost, by definition, is going to make a plan more expensive. Right. But what actually had in a lot of cases is that the insurance company had to do away with the plan. Yeah. Because there was no way that they could still make a profit. In that plan, right, or so even had, break
1: even. They had to s- uh, fundamentally adjust the plan, so in, in most cases they just did away with the plan and came back with a new plan.
0: And you've mentioned several times in some of your, your writing that your wife was one of those people who lost her plan. Right, she had lost a her cross coverage. plan.
1: She liked it. Mm-hmm. We were satisfied with it. Didn't think it was cheap, but we could we could work through this. Mm-hmm. And all these plans came back, and they were going to be significantly more expensive, which takes us to the second lie, that Obama went around saying, once we do this, your coverage, family plan, is gonna drop by twenty five hundred dollars a year. And in fact, I point out that you're lucky if you if your premiums went up by only twenty five hundred dollars over the next
0: year or two. For, for as 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 I still painfully recall, um in those years 2014, 2015, 2016, not only were 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 policies disappearing, mm-hmm. but the costs were going up by enormous percentages by forty-fifty percent. Um, per year Um, and and so you ended up in a situation where where many people were paying double and and triple what they were paying for their health care. Including
1: us from my wife right uh, she had a $2,500 deductible it went up to a if I remember right a $5,000 deductible and the copays were higher and we had to pay 50 percent more for that.
0: Right so you know if, if the status quo had held but you had switched to a high deductible plan, your premiums would have gone down. Mm-hmm. But under Obamacare, premiums, still premiums went, up. went up, even though your deductible got much bigger.
1: And here's the clicker on this. Even though the, uh, my wife went to this different new Blue Cross plan, halfway through that next year, she, got a, she and several hundred thousand Texans got a note saying, we've lost, if I remember right, $440 million on this plan, so we're going to cancel it and we're going to go to another plan. And here's the, here's the irony, Tom. If a politician came up and said, look, we're gonna, we, don't, we don't think cars are safe enough. We don't think they have enough amenities and so forth. So we're going to impo- impose a number of new requirements on cars, automobiles. We're going to impose some new safety features. We're going to impose another new thing. Nobody would believe them if he said now the car is going to cost less. Right. We would all know that these, all these new mandates and requirements and amenities are going to make the car cost more. Yeah. Now, you might, li- you might like those new amenities. It may make it safer. It may make it more pleasant to drive and so forth. But it's going to cost more.
0: And they also don't come along and take your old car away from you. Right. Because <laughs> if you like your old car, you get to keep it. Well, <laughs> at least they have in the past under some
1: of the new uh, re- fossil fuel restrictions, they may be taking your <laughs> old car away from you. But that's, that's a different deal. Well, the, people, the, the, pe- big, the big... Pe- People would know that all these new amenities are going to make the yeah, car cost it's just more. it's common sense. And yet Democrats came up and said, we're going to ma- mandate all these new coverages and so forth, and the policy is going to be less expensive. And for the media went along with it. Uh, I guess people, as you said, well, it's not going to affect me because I get to keep my health insurance. They may not have paid that much attention. But in fact, it was a lie.
0: So that is the big lie that I remember was that your costs were going to go down $2,500 a year. And instead, as you say, you're lucky if they only went up by $2,500 a year. Uh, but there were more lies than that, too. One of the lies was that this was going to solve the problem of the uninsured. Right. And did it do that? It did not.
1: No, they thought that this was going to get this was going to be so attractive that they were going to be able to get almost, not probably not universal coverage. It wasn't a mandate. Have you? But they thought with the mandate to have coverage and other things, they were going to get near universal coverage. And what happened was that uh, they did two things to try to address this. Number one, they were going to create these Obamacare exchanges where individuals could go out and buy their own coverage, and they'd be able to go into a, an Obamacare exchange, and there would be lots of policies there for me to choose from, and they would be much lower because of all the competition and so forth the uh, immediately the insurers started dropping out of these things. You had very few in some places you had only one choice, maybe two choices and the premiums were much higher. So that didn't really, that affected it. Now some people could step up and say, well, you know, my premiums, I, I'm only paying $25 a month. That's not expensive. That's because the taxpayers are covering it. Exactly. It's not that the premiums are going down. It's that they're being hidden from you because taxpayers are paying for those premiums. Um, but the other thing was that they expanded Medicaid tremendously, and that was going to, they were going to require all states to expand Medicaid. And if you as a state didn't choose to expand Medicaid, you were going to lose all of your Medicaid federal funding for that. Now, that went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, that's extortion. Uh, you can't tell them that they're going to lose all, these, all their Medicaid funding if they don't do the Medicaid expansion. Well, that's, that's
0: why some states, particularly some red states, say, well, we're just not going to do it. Right.
1: So about half of the states chose not to. More of those states have come in now. Mm-hmm. But it is true that the percentage of uninsured has gone down, but that's almost entirely because of the Medicaid expansion, not because of the Obamacare exchanges or anything else. The percentage of people who, are, who receive health insurance through employer has been about the same. The percentage of people who go out and buy an individual policy through the exchanges is about the same as the percentage of people who bought individual coverage before Obamacare. The Medicaid expansion is what dramatically lowered the... So there's
0: been a reduction in the number of the uninsured, but it's all essentially just because of the expansion of an entitlement.
1: Right, yeah, and they could have done that without... Without Obamacare, Without I mean, you, could, you could have said, we're just going to expand Medicaid, yeah. conceivably. Yeah. Republicans probably would oppose that, but they could have but expanded But that would have been Medicaid. a
0: much more targeted, right. much smaller program that, that indeed would not have affected anybody that was outside of Mostly would theory. not have
1: affected anybody else, but they yeah. didn't do that. They included that in, so it's, it was part of the legislation. It's not what most people think of when they think of as Obamacare. But we still have 26
0: million uninsured. This was going to be my next question. Is it may have brought it down, but there's still a lot of uninsured. A
1: lot there, of uninsured. and all of this. And incidentally, those uninsured are going up with the border.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because most, of, a vast majority of them will be uninsured for several years.
0: And, and not able to participate in the, no. the insurance market. So they
1: get to go to the emergency rooms and other things and crowd those. When they get the flu. So... We've, we've established that Obamacare has ma- had major problems. It has really undermined and made the health insurance system more expensive. Uh, uninsured are still with us. People have fewer choices out there. And that's the system that Democrats gave us, even though they refuse to acknowledge that. Um, having said that, I'd like to be able to talk about replacement. And there are some Republican plans out there, some conservative plans that are sort of floating around. But to this day, the Republicans don't have a plan that they've sort of coalesced around with legislation to say, here's what we want to replace it
0: with. Yeah, there's, there's no clear consensus on an, on an agenda by Republicans right. that would do something about this. And there and are just, Republican
1: plans, but yeah. there's no Republican plan.
0: Exactly. What's the reason for that? Are Republicans just at some level terrified of health care? You know, it was
1: th- they wanted to avoid having something. Back in the early days of Obamacare, they wanted to have— avoids having something that Democrats could attack. But right now, I think being with Biden uh, being present, there's no real chance that they're going to be able to get their plan, any plan done. Mm. And I think increasingly they said we're not going to be able to eliminate Obamacare. We've got to come up with something that is a good option that people will choose, uh, giving more choice and so forth. And one of the things they talk about, what we call large HSAs, large health savings accounts, mm. Which would allow people to get tax-free money from an employer that they that might go to the employer's plan, but they could also use it to do other things with. So there's several options out there that they sort of floated, but none of that's going to happen until you get a Republican president and House and
0: Senate. Yeah, obviously, this is the history of new government programs, right? Is once a new government program comes to be and is entrenched. It's almost almost impossible. impossible to get rid of it. Yeah, almost impossible. You can you can tinker, you can tweak, you can make. But but it, this this is the, the the window for getting rid of Obamacare was between you know 2012 and 2014 before it fully came into effect. And
1: so. and, and they almost tried to they mm-hmm. almost got rid of it, but they didn't have a plan in 2017 when they when Donald Trump right, came in. Right. So remember, we came to the, down to one vote, That's and there right. was John McCain. That's right. He came in thumbs down.
0: That's right. That will be the lasting image of McCain for many people. All right, well, that's discouraging, especially since, um, you know, healthcare is becoming a bigger and bigger share of not only individual household spending, but also federal government spending. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's
1: it, it's easily, right now, a family policy through an employer, on average, will cost about $24,000. And that's the average. Many employers spend much more than that.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, you know, here at the Institute for Policy Innovation, uh, we've done a ton of work on healthcare policy, especially during the time when Obamacare was being proposed and pushed, and all that sort of thing. And uh, we'll be involved in whatever efforts there are to try to to try to solve the problem, to modify the existing status quo, to come up with you know more choice and more free market alternatives. I mean, it does strike me that if you took away the part of Obamacare that mandates. The levels of benefits you would at least give consumers a chance to buy a policy that has some lesser coverage mm-hmm. than of what course, they're forced to do now.
1: One of the things Republicans did was they zeroed out the tax. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I feel that coming. <laughs> of course, one of the things Republicans did was they zeroed out the penalty on the mandate. Right. So there's the the fa- the mandate's still there, but it's really not effective anymore. Yeah. So it doesn't have any impact. So people can go out and buy what they want to. Um, But you still have to compete against the subsidies, so it's hard for insurers to really come up with an option when there's a subsidized product
0: out there. Yeah, and it's tough for them to put together a product that not a whole lot of people are going to want to buy in the first place. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the IPI Institute for Policy Innovation podcast. Uh, As I mentioned, you can find a ton of material on our website at ipi.org on Obamacare, healthcare policy, uh, that's, that's the quickest way to find Dr. Matthew's recent piece on the Hill about Trump is right, Obamacare sucks. So check out our website at ipi.org. You can sign up there if you'd like to receive notices of all of our new podcasts, new content, and upcoming events. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a favorable review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. Especially at this time toward the end of the year, we would also appreciate you considering helping to sponsor these podcasts by becoming a member of IPI's Giving Society. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.